Welcome back. This is episode 190 of Stream of Thought, and today we talk about the adventure I had at McDonald's and the very simple and minute detail of the order that was taken that just kind of left me with a bad taste in my mouth. And then we also talk about just customer service in general and retail and my justifications for someone not doing their job. <laughs> and we transition a little bit into that same justification there for people who uh, are expecting you as the customer to do things that you might not be able to do. And with my wedding ministry, that has been something that I finally came in contact with. And the way that I responded, I think is... Very interesting. Victor Victor has his own thoughts and feedback as to how that ended up going. So with that, episode number 190 of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. I went to McDonald's today and I had an experience similar to yours. And it was one of those, how did this... How did this happen to me? So it, I didn't wait forever like you did. What was it, 27 minutes that you said you waited for your milkshake? So I go through and I get some McDonald's. I give in and I get – I already had it twice this month. and I said I'm not going to have it, but I just had to. So I go there, tell them what I usually tell them. Number seven, no pickle, large French fries, large Coca-Cola, extra ice. Right, because I don't need all that Coca Cola in a large ice, so in a large drink, so fill it with ice because I like a lot of ice. Anyway, so I tell the guy the order through the speaker. You know, he says something, and I think I said like, "No, no ketchup." I don't know what he said. I think he said, I, "That's what I thought he said." I don't know what was going on at that point. And then someone else came on, and they're like, "No, large or small?" I'm like, "What large? Okay, large French fries, large Coca Cola." And I'm like, yeah, extra ice, right? I said extra ice like three times during this time frame. All right, pull up the next window. I'm pulling up. I'm like, why was that? I'm trying to think like, okay, okay, I've done – I haven't worked at McDonald's, but I've done this type of work before. You know, maybe I'm new because someone else jumped on. I felt like I was enunciating pretty well. I don't know. And I'm thinking something's something's gonna be wrong. Like I don't, I just, I felt bad. You know, the whole time, the several minutes, the two or three minutes that it was between the time that I said my order and the time oh, that I no. had gotten it, I'm thinking something's up, something's up. Because then I go to pay for it, right? I go to the window, and I pay for it with my card. And this is the guy who was taking the order, right? He repeats the order back to me, but he kind of says it quickly, and I'm thinking like with extra ice, because I'm thinking. Did he say no ice? I'm like, I don't know. Like, it was quick. They said ice, but I'm like, extra ice. And like, yeah, extra ice. And he's like, yeah, extra ice. I'm like, okay, okay, cool. I pull up to the next window. I get the food. What do I get? Of course, a Coca-Cola. No ice. No ice at all. And I'm like, how did the – I know this was not on me. I definitely know this was not on me. But then how did this happen? And I'm just – I'm trying to think. How did this happen? I'm not upset. I'm just trying to think. How did this happen? Luckily, I was on my way back to my apartment 
I thought, no problem. I can fill it. I have a glass, a pint glass that I got from a friend's bachelor party. We went to uh, Goose Island Brewery, and I have this pint glass that I keep in my freezer. So I threw it in here, and I threw ice cubes in it too. So no, not a problem. But if I was like on the go, I would be pissed. So I'm kind of wondering, just in general, because I have found this to be kind of, you know, there are certain places that you go to around you that have a reputation for getting orders wrong or something like that. I feel like that's not normal. I feel like it's it, it shouldn't be normal that you expect a place to get your order wrong. I, I don't know. I That just always just baffles me that you just... Okay, well, we know this place is going to get my order wrong. It's like White Castle. Like, the white, like when my parents would get White Castle for, like, special occasions when I was growing up or whatever, we always knew every time that White Castle on North Avenue would, like, 100% of the time get the order wrong. And I always ask myself, is that normal? I mean, I... I I don't know. I, I don't. I don't eat out enough to to have kind of a, a informed opinion on that. Where you should just. Well, they must not care because people keep coming back, so there's no reason for them to stop. You know. Yeah, I don't know. It. That's just. Yeah, that's a frustrating thing. I'm trying to think because honestly, bro. Sometimes as a, often as a when I was at Sprouts or Aldi or wherever. And it's, like, crowded. I don't know how it was on the inside, right? But if it's, like, super busy, bro, if something gets messed up, and it should always – the order should always be correct. But I have before where it costs more time to fix something than to let it go, and it's such a a small little detail. Like, I'm just trying to not make sure my head falls off, and I, like, don't give a shit, and I just keep going, keep going, keep going, doing doing whatever it is. (laughs) because i know because you know what i thought about it listen this is why it's mcdonald's right no matter what happens what's going to happen person's never going to come back to mcdonald's okay let's say they never come back they wouldn't have noticed right or you'd swear it off that location you'll be back yeah you'll be back for sure. that is so true I mean, I can't count the number of times that we went back to that same white so castle. better to get him yeah. out the door than to hold up the whole line <laughs> for unnecessary little Oh, stuff. my goodness. Depends on the mood that I'm in, too, right? If I'm in, like, the fifth hour and it's been, like, nonstop. There, there, yeah, there, there are certain care. times. But if I have where... time, I'll fix something. Yeah. You, you, gotta, you gotta. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes I, I let shit slide through. Deal with it. Say something. See, for me, I always have that guilt thing. Even when I worked in uh, customer service or, or you know, Target stuff like that, I always had, I always felt this like guilt whenever uh, I I fucked up and uh, a customer walked away disappointed, whether or not they expressed that to me. I was always just, I Ooh. always, I always kind of took that, uh, took that to heart. I, I, I hate, I hate that feeling. Yeah, sometimes the uh, stuff on the register. Like when you're looking down because you have the computer in front of you and the, like based on the angle of like the little shelf that that's it, that the computer's on, like sometimes there could be like a small item like a lime or like a small – like a can of soda or depending if it's lying down, depending on how it's angled, where you can't see it. So, you know, you transaction, transaction, give them their stuff, they leave 
And then the next person is coming and they're like, oh, what's that? And you're like, what are you talking about? And you move your head just a little bit. You can see that there's an item that got missed that's like sitting there, but you couldn't really see it because it was under yeah. the shelf. Dude, that person's already walking out the door. Boom. They'll be back. It's like whatever. Next. And it's like keep it going if it's super yeah. busy. Well, and but then you have other people, and I don't think you and I are kind of like this. And this is going to transition into something else that I'm I'm thinking of right now where they are just neurotic about what they want and they're not going to leave until they get exactly what they want. That's why I don't give a shit about any – that's why – that is exactly why I stopped giving a shit because you realize that you know the more energy that you put in, the more energy gets sucked out of you. And it ruins – There is no return. There is no ROI when it comes to your – you know, working hard and trying to do the right thing because if everything else isn't like that, it's just not going to work. And it sucks because that's how it was at Aldi Glen Ellen. It was awesome. Everything was just like clockwork. Everyone worked their ass off. You can depend on everybody, you know, uh, granted a few of the associates, but as far as like management, definitely. And then like two or three really awesome associates, kind of whatever, like clockwork, right? So efficient at everything. Everyone does a little bit of extra and everything as a result is so badass. Come to Aldi Alhambra. Oh, my God, dude. That was like I fucking hated my life shortly after that. I'm like, awesome. Now I'm in California, but now I fucking hate this job. Like I really fucking hate it because everything was half-assed, and that's just how it was. And then – well, I don't want to go – I don't want to be a negative Nancy and just start like spewing shit, but (laughs) I really disliked – working in retail for corporate companies and as a result it had uh hindered any uh you know empathy i had for customers and so i just created this cold rigid icy barrier because i was just all business it was like can you be helped yes or no no okay next like no, we don't have it in stock. I'm gonna. I don't. I don't need to tell you tell ten times. Like moving on. Like come on, let's go. See and and, and then you have some understanding as to why people are the way they are. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, dude. I mean, because I honestly, uh, dude, I feel I feel like your experience would have like obviously the whole half-ass thing on the employee side is probably like its own separate issue, but when it comes to the customers. Like you can have a good run of customers where customers are just like really nice and really, and it just makes you feel better. And you're like going through the day. It's like, yeah, everything is going good. And then someone comes along and they just ruin everything because they are, they just, they want to cause a fuss. They're having a bad day themselves. And so they want to pass it on to you. It's like, that is just such a draining experience on both ends. And it's like, you not only are you ruining the experience for the person who you're talking to, but you're ruining the experience for the people who are going to be served by this individual after you leave. Because now they've got this, like, rotten taste in them. But mouth. also, if that happens, it's only because you have yet to look or uh, stumbled upon that which is inward don't lose your cool. There's a quote. Um, there's a – I can't remember. One of the former presidents, I said, I think, said it. It was like uh, nothing – something along the lines of nothing is so advantageous of a man than to remain cool and unruffled in all situations. It's like, whoa. <laughs> it's profound. Whoa. That is some profound stuff right there. Yeah. Oh, 
my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so when I would get pissed off at people, I mean, if you want to, you know, black and white, then it's like my fault for the way that I perceiving this situation if you want to get a little meta you know what i'm yes. saying yeah it's not worth it anymore. well and and that's the whole thing about it being like kind of a mutual interaction in every and that's that's the approach that i take typically where it doesn't matter if i'm the customer or the you know employee or the the person who's providing whatever service or it's like this is all mutual you know Let's all try and find a way to get along. Um, we all want what's best for us in our various respective worlds, and the best way to get that is just to be on that mutual level. So that kind of leads me into a fun conversation that I had with uh, a, a potential wedding couple, likely not a future wedding couple uh, from this past week, where I was I was talking with them. And it was, it was very interesting because a lot of couples come in that I've been talking to recently and they don't really know, um, you know, with the St. Joseph Mission Church, the old Catholic Church, progressive Catholic Church, they don't really know kind of the difference between what it means to be Roman Catholic, what it means to be progressive Catholic kind of thing. And so I tend to be the one who leads the conversation and um, can inform them on whatever kind of base knowledge they need to have going forward and making a determination whether or not they want to use um, our, our wedding ministry um, as, as part of their future. And so this couple comes in, and I, at first it was great because they came in and I, I'm all, I always have this sense of anxiety about, okay, well, I'm, I still haven't really gotten down pat the intro of how I just introduce everything. Cause we get on a zoom call, you know, it's the wedding couple and myself and we're just, we just talk. And so I'm in charge of leading the whole conversation. And so a lot of times, um, you know, it, it just, I, I'm still trying to find my voice when it comes to, um, a smooth, a smooth rhythm of, of, a, of us, of a flowing conversation. And so this couple comes in and they just off the bat, not even an introduction. They start asking questions like straight off the bat. They, they like fire off like two or three questions within the first 30 seconds of getting on. It's like no introductions, no, nothing like that. They're just like, Hey, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. We have these questions. I was like, Oh, this is great. Okay. So I don't, you know, I, they, it seems like they know what they want. That's cool. I'm, I'm happy to kind of come, come along for this ride, answer, answer the questions as well as I can. And it comes to a point where they're asking about, uh, like legitimacy if they get married because they want to get married at some venue in New Jersey and they were asking, well, we, we can't really find a priest who's going to be able to marry us at this venue, a Roman Catholic priest, which obviously we're not Roman Catholic. And so they're like, ultimately all the questions were leading up to the fact that they wanted to know, or they wanted me to guarantee them that if I married them at this location, being a old Catholic priest, a Franciscan, that it would be accepted by the Roman Catholic Church. And so this is one of those things where uh, I have I have had enough experiences to realize don't give an answer. Like, you can't give a yes or no answer to that right there. 
you know, and, and that was it. I felt proud of myself because a lot of times I just try to appease other people and say, Oh no, sure. It'll be fine. Or whatever. No, man, this time I, I actually, I took, I was like, okay, so I can't speak for that. I, I'm going to, I'm going to check with my higher ups. I'm, I'm going to, if that is the first concern of theirs, you don't even want to know what items two, two through ten are, bro. That's just the tip of the iceberg, dude. They did you a favor, dude. I'm telling you right away. That is one that you are happy to just let off the hook. Yeah, and so so basically, my response was because I I didn't have the answer, and I was assuming it would be no, but I wasn't gonna say yes or no because I didn't have the answer. So I said, let me check it. You know, we'll. I'll, I'll get back to you, that kind of thing. And then they kept going on and said, it's really, it's really important for our, for our respective families because they're super, super Catholic, like super Roman Catholic, um, that this is, this is accepted by the Roman Catholic church. And I'm just like, Oh, this does not sound good. This, this just, this is, this is a bad sign <laughs> right off the bat. And so like I call, I call Joe a couple hours later and he only, he literally only has like three minutes to talk and I'm like, Hey, uh, they were basically, I, I boiled it down to, Hey, they're asking if this wedding that we preside over is going to be accepted by the Catholic church. I'm assuming not, but I don't really have the detailed information. It's like, uh, no, definitely not like that. It, it, it is, it is dependent on the particular Catholic church, et cetera, et cetera. Like we're independent of the Roman Catholic church. So we can't speak on their behalf. And here they were kind of expecting for me to give them that, that solace or confirmation so that they could throw it back at me later if the Catholic Church was like, no, we, we don't accept it. Well, you told us. You told us it would. Stay away I was from like, them. bro, that, I mean, and and so I, I ended up, Joe ended up sending me um, kind of this, this uh, detailed list of what it is that we are capable of doing. But basically, the summation of it was we're independent of the Roman Catholic Church. We cannot um, affirm or confirm any sacrament as it would be accepted by the Roman Catholic Church that's their decision and I have not been provided enough evidence where I can neither confirm yes! nor deny the allegations Going back against to me. A fun episode <laughs> literally dude I had flashbacks to that that old episode that we had where it's like yeah a non a non answer is an answer um Oh yeah, that actually brings up a, a whole nother thing. Remind me later. I, I got and then the heavens and then the heavens split. So and light showing upon. Rex. So so yes, I sent the, <laughs> them a couple of days ago. I haven't heard back, and that that honestly is probably for the best. <laughs> I mean, uh, it just it really it sounded like they were looking for something that they could not get, and they wanted somebody to kind of I don't know hang it around. If they Dude. promised that, then they could blame it on the pastor or the priest for saying, oh, yes, when in fact the Roman Catholic Church most likely in pretty much every instance would say no. And, well, our, our priest told us, and then they'd come back to the priest and say, you lied to us. This is your fault. We're going to sue you or something. Just not worth it. Just Definitely. not worth it. Dude, uh... 
this one time right after college when I was working at the mortgage company, I was doing this loan for this guy and I was pumped because it was a really big home refinance, big fish. And so we go past the appraisal process and get his home value. And we're like, hell yeah, okay, this is looking good so far. But then, dude, just one thing after another that created hiccups and just like just the stuff with red tape. And it was so incremental, it was so small. That after, I don't know, two or three months, my supervisor, he's like, dude, just cut him loose, dude. I'm like, fuck, man. It was such a big fish, but it was just too much of a hassle. And part of the reason why they were so quick to return my calls and communicate was because something happened with the guy. The guy was under investigation for something, which I we did not know. So when we found that out, that's when we were like, okay, we, we this is this explains so much cuz it was just so confusing. It was so confusing. How does a guy with a bunch of money, big ass house, you know, good credit, like what is going on? And then I was always talking to his assistant. <laughs> anyway, and, and that all yeah, man. Sometimes you just got to cut them loose. Well, and honestly, dude, this actually brings up I, – I totally forgot about this uh, even though it happened like two days ago. I got a letter and you know how I've gone through the various like financial situations with collection agencies in the past. So I get this fucking letter, this goddamn fucking letter. <laughs> From some, keep your cool, man. Keep your from cool. From some collection agency saying that I owe forty eight dollars for some payment, and it literally this is it is one page, no information, no data, anything like that, just a phone number. So obviously, I do the smart thing and I Google this company. And oh, it, it's this is a legit collection agency company. They never provide any information, stuff like that. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? What, like, what, what is this? I, I literally have no idea. And so me being kind of the, the smart ass that I am, uh, decide, okay, well, there's a phone number on there. If I don't owe this money, I'm kind of curious to see what this is all about. So I call the number. <laughs> and so. Nice. Yes. It yes. It starts off, <laughs> and I, you know, I've I've had enough enough uh, interactions with um, collection agencies that I know now I need to n- learn how to like record conversations that I'm having with them, and so it starts off as all these calls do. Your call is being recorded for quality assurance and verification or something like that. And so she starts off, oh, you know, this call's being recorded. And I say, oh, just so you know, this call's being recorded from my end, too. Uh, I just want to know what's going on with this. And she said, so you you have you have a bill that's due for you uh, for an apartment 351. Have you ever lived in an apartment 351? I was like, I, uh, 
I have n no idea what you're talking about right now. It's like, well, this is back from 2015. Six years ago. So, obviously, this would have been probably when I was living in Wheaton. I don't remember what our apartment number was. They're making They're, shit up. So, well, yeah. And, and so I said, um, can you give me more information? And her response was, uh, can you tell me what building you were living in in 2015 and give me the address so we can verify? And I said, do you not have the address for this apartment 351? Uh, no, we need you to provide that. I said, oh, fuck no. Fuck no. Are you kidding me? We're going through this again? And, yeah, it came down to this, like, back and forth, where I was like, I don't have any information. It's literally a one-page document with no information other than call us or or send us a check. I said, I need more information from that. But I did kind of fuck up. Uh, towards the end, like, uh, she had asked something to the extent of, do you have, like, a ComEd account? Which I don't think that I still do. But I, in, instead of saying, I need more information, I said no. So I don't know if that's going to matter in the long term. I mean, it, it's $48. So, you know, fuck, worse comes to worse. I'll... I wouldn't even pay it. But, yeah, it, it's one of those things where I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm going through this again because that literally ruined my day, like, two days ago when I opened up the cellar. It's like, collection for something, something, something. But it shouldn't have ruined your day ago. because you know how to respond to it. You know how to proper, properly respond to but it. But it's just like a the pain last in one. the ass, then... dude, to have to, like, I I thought that I was through all of this. I mean, yeah, it'd be different if it was one of the other, like, debts that I'd racked up, you know, there was an issue there where it just popped up again. That would be different. $48, I, I don't even know, I'm guessing electric bill or something. It's like, oh, great. Okay, so now, now because not only, she said, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna verify it or something like that. And I know they're not gonna do that, which means I need to send a letter back now saying I'm just, you don't need to do shit. You don't need to do anything. What you need to do is just stop thinking about it. You are made aware. Laugh it off. You're not going to pay it. And just Bro, chill. you can't ignore this shit. You can't. You you cannot ignore this. Like, if you get a collection letter, you cannot ignore it. You can't forget it. Uh, anything like that. They're not telling you where it came from. Like, is it some type of a fee, a cleaning fee? Is it's it an, an electric, electric bill? bill? They're saying it, like, an what? unpaid electric bill that was passed on from uh, ComEd. But they don't have that on the paper. They're just saying that. Yeah. But th they need to have all that shit on paper. But that's the thing. They sent me a letter, which means I am obligated legally. Uh, if And it says on here, too. If you do not respond or do not do anything, you are accepting that this bill is legitimate. And even though I called, and even though there's a record of me calling, I still have to send a physical letter. Like, this is all the research that I've done. Oh. That you, like, you have to send a physical letter disputing or questioning or asking for more Oh, information. then just send the letter. Then just send the letter. It, it's just one of those things that's just an extra pain in the ass. It's like, I, why? I mean, just come on. Really? Really? It's an extra thing that I don't need to do, but I need to do because 
Otherwise, it it en ends up going to like credit report stuff and becomes this whole like extra. Fuck all that, dude! All that's bullshit. All that, who fucking cares? All that, it's like a pink slip in elementary school. You know what I'm saying? Pink Until slip you try to buy a house or something. Running too fast in the playground. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's just don't play the game. Don't play their game. No, but that's the thing, though. I want to play the game because. I can don't be reckless, I can win, but and that I I've won before. I know how to win. I just hate playing the game, even if I'm good at it. So it's <laughs> I hate playing the game, even if I'm good at it. <laughs> oh man. This is the guy who defeated, what was it, Small Claims Court? Yeah, Small Claims Court. And everyone else in the room looked at him like he was a golden god. Like, how did he do it? How did he do it? How did he do it? Well, and I've learned over time to actually take this shit seriously because ultimately, I mean, you know, this is not going to end up in court or anything like that. But it's still, I, I've learned my lesson not to not to let these things go unanswered because the reason why it ended up in court in the first place is because I did not respond. And if I had responded in the first place, everything could have been avoided. You think it was maybe the last letter from ComEd, right? after you turned over your keys and then whoopsie doo there goes a letter for Rick's but no one's going to tell him about it they're just going to throw it away or some I'm shit I'm thinking that's actually probably what happened because they said it was M May of 2015 which is pretty much the exact time that You didn't forward your mail? Yeah, I did, but they never forwarded my mail. I n I never yeah. got anything from the the apartment itself. So, if anything, it's their fault. But I hung out with Neil the other day. What did Neil have ne to Neil, say? Neil, uh, so, yeah, he uh, apparently, so he, he scrapped his plan to go to uh, Mexico, but he's going to Cameroon now in July, so. He was already in Cameroon. He was, yeah, a for, for a couple of days, came back, and now he's going to spend six months there. That's sweet. Him and someone else that I know has a job where, like, you just, they're just traveling and working from their computer. It is crazy. Um, like, like Dom and Eddie are living there now. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, people from high school and even Dom, too. I mean, apparently he's doing education stuff. He's like a, a principal or a supervisor or something like that. Um, like, holy shit. How people's lives. I mean, from when we interviewed him back in the... The straight, the straight up interview session or whatever with his music right. career. Straight up days. Now, now, now he's uh, downtown. He's Chicago. an educator. So yeah. No. I was wondering, uh, just kind of a, a random thought or whatever. Have you ever played mobile games on your phone uh, aside from like Words with Friends? Because you used to be like big into that. I definitely played Snake. On my dad's old school Nokia brick, that was one of the first games, mobile games. Shout out to everyone who grew up with that. You know, you know no, what I'm saying? I don't snake. Oh my god! No, okay. never. So I've played like so outside of like word with words with friend like none. Words with friends, and that's it. And I can't tell you last the last time I played words with friends was when the pandemic started, but that was it. Okay. For like oh, six weeks, and that was it. 
I don't know if I've told you that I, kind of my life has kind of in in the various segments of my life I've had different games that I've played like mobile games and they're not just they're not just kind of personal mobile games I mean more more than words with friends where they're like massive multiplayer online games type things so back during my seminary career up until the time that my life fell apart I was playing a game called Modern War, which was kind of this MMO game where, you know, you would talk. They had commercials on TV for that, right? I believe so. I think I've yeah, seen it was super popular at the time. And it was it was crazy cuz one of those uh like when I, they had uh stuff that in a lot of these games they're called guilds or crews or whatever it is where a bunch of people just get together and try and do team efforts for various missions and stuff like that. And so I ended up getting to know, and this was before um, the whole online world got super sketchy and people stopped sharing personal information about themselves. Um, back then, like, dude, we were on a, I think it was a group me server that we all ended up getting on. I think there was probably 20 of us, 25 of us. And people would, like, share pictures of their kids and share pictures of their, their building projects and all this stuff. Like, it was, I mean, like, seriously, we got to know each other and people shared their, like, personal names. There were a couple of individuals who, they were on business trips, traveled across the country, ended up being in a city of one of our other guildmates and visited them, like, in person, like, re real life. And it was like, whoa, this is the coolest thing. And honestly, actually, on the GroupMe server, there are still, every once in a while, there are people who will just post things and stuff like that um, of just updates on their lives. But it's like, holy shit, I never realized that an online community could actually become so real. And it was, like, it was all relatively older people. There, there was... <laughs> Yeah. No, you can keep going. You don't need to you don't need to be distracted. But yeah. Warning. Yeah, Warning. Yeah. Warning. Anyway, the point is, so transferred from that to an NBA game and then now I'm playing a Star Wars game right now where we're, you know, we've got this community. The whole point of this this long-winded uh explanation is I got my brother to play the Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes game. And now he's in our guild. And so every couple of nights or something like that, we'll go out and we'll just, we'll chat about the game. But on top of that, there's also this like dialogue that's going on within the, the guild and stuff like that. So yeah, it, it's weird because my brother has hated that type of environment. And now that he's a part of it, he's like, oh, this is kind of a fun game. Oh, I'm liking this, you know? So, it's... does he tell you about his campaigns all the time about this new game? <laughs> uh, y yes, yes. Do you guys can you guys team up and do uh, different like quests together? Uh, not directly, but yeah, uh, generally as a guild, yeah, he's he's able to to participate in that. So yeah, it's it's kind of weird because I I I don't know how common that is for like the average Joe on the street to like have a, have a online game that they have a community in. But 
for me, dude, it's it's all about that long that the long game where it's very interesting. The the type of people who you end up meeting. Some people are yeah, very very fascinating. I love I love exploring the the unknown regions of the universe. This one game that I played, it was a racing game, and you can pick to be. You started out as a uh, like a, a motorcycle, like a dirt bike, and you had different levels. Like one level, it was just like a pasture, and the other level it would be icy. Another le- a level would be like kind of mountainous, and you collect coins, and you get points for doing stuff. And then you can upgrade the wheels or the engine or the body or whatever, and then that makes your little car faster, and Similar to the way Mario is set up, it's a, it's two dimensional, right? And you just go from one end of the phone to the next, right? Just like Mario, but you go up and down and try and get coins, and there's different obstacles and everything. Anyway, you can uh, soup up the car and get di- unlock different ve- vehicles and everything. And uh, that game is addicting. It's so much fun. I haven't played it in a few years. I'm not going to ever play it again, but that is a very fun game. But that's like a more solo game, not a one that you can connect with other people and play. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. And that that's all about the the personal preference is it is it communal or is it individual? Cuz like you know, I used to do plenty of like solo games, but bro, now now I'm all about Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. I'm I'm so obsessed with that. I was actually playing that before we ended up logging on. So, come nice. comes and goes in waves. Cool. Well, I think that's everything for episode one ninety. Until next time.